all right welcome everybody to the bowhunting soul podcast um thank you for joining me again i have a very special guest today i've been trying to get this guy on for uh for months um he is uh from denmark and it's a gentleman by the name of peter peter yulesgar peter welcome to the show thank you so um the, the funny thing is um I actually started watching your YouTube channel uh, probably, I don't know, six, eight months ago maybe. And uh, you've got some pretty, pretty cool videos out there. You hunt in, in Denmark, yeah. and uh, you're mostly a traditional bow hunter. And uh, and I thought, man, this guy would be great to have on the podcast, you know, because in the podcast world, it seems like this is the same guests are on you know, I listen to probably 20, 25 different podcasts myself, and it seems like all the same guests are on all the time. They kind of do, you know, I'm like, man, I need somebody original. And I thought Peter would be great. You know, I haven't heard him on anything else. He's, uh, you know, he's Danish. Um, you know, I would have like the scoop, if you will, on him. So I contacted you and I said, hey, would you like to be on the podcast? And then do you remember what you told me? Yeah. I was uh, already scheduled with uh, Steve Angel. <laughs> you, <laughs> said, you said, I would love to, but currently I'm working on my English so I can be on Steve Angel's traditional outdoors podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and my jaw nearly hit the floor. I'm like, are you kidding me? I love those guys. They did a great job with you. Um, uh, I, I thought, man, here's here's somebody I thought would be like totally original. No one had had him on before. I'm gonna get you know orig totally original guest, and then Steve, uh, Steve and Nick uh, scooped you up and, and and got you on that first one. But so if you guys want to listen to that podcast, go ahead. It's traditional outdoors. I don't know what um, what episode it is, but it was several months back. And uh, it's, uh, episode seventy four. Okay. Tales yep. from the Rose. Yeah, and then so I contacted Steve. I said, "Hey, you know, you would not going to believe this, but we are both going to try and get like the same guy on." And I said, "Would you mind if I had him on later?" And he said, "Yeah, sure, absolutely, not a problem." So if anybody wants to know more about your history and hunting laws where you are and seasons and the deer and and, and different animals and stuff, go ahead and listen to that one. They did a great job with uh, with that interview. But um, today, what we're going to talk about is you recently went on a a hunt with uh i can't remember if it's one or two friends of yours and you went to spain so we're going to get into talking about about that if you're if you're okay with that right yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Okay. let's do okay. that let's do that so you you were you live in denmark what, what do you do for a living by the way peter i don't i don't think i, I ever asked you that yeah i'm uh i'm an uh, uh originally i'm an electrician oh okay <clears throat> and uh but uh, today i'm working as a foreman for in a large food factory. Uh, okay. We we are producing ready meals. <clears throat> oh, gotcha. Okay. Okay. So, Very so cool. I'm, uh, I'm with the maintenance. I gotcha. Does that allow you to a, a lot of free time, like, as far as your schedule wise, to be able to hunt when you need to? Yeah, uh, it's a it's a full time job, but uh, it's uh, <laughs> mostly the time is um, is a regular day uh, from. From seven to to three. Okay. And then, as far as like weekends and stuff go, are you able to get out on weekends as as, yeah. as much as you need to, or? Almost every weekend. Oh, perfect, perfect, awesome, cool. So you basically hunt a lot of um, roe deer. It seems like in yeah. uh, which are like which are like smaller deer in in Denmark. But then you decided you wanted to kind of kind of stretch your horizons a little bit and go on this hunting trip to Spain. Now, is this gonna was this your first trip out of out of country or? Yeah, it was my first trip uh, hunting with a bow uh, in another country. And who did I've you go been, with? I've been hunting in in Sweden. Uh, 20 years ago, but uh, with a rifle. So. Oh, okay. Uh, who, who did you go with? How many friends? Uh, it was uh, two of my friends, and uh, both uh, traditional bow hunters. Okay. And uh, was this like a long time in planning? Is this something that you wanted to do for a long time, or did somebody just all of a sudden uh, say, hey, we, why don't we go hunting out of, out of country? Uh, <clears throat> we, we, we was planning this in about two years before. Uh, oh, okay. And... Uh, <clears throat> And uh, the first year we was uh, planning this, uh, it didn't work, and, uh, and then we planned it the next year. And uh, I had some, some other friends, uh, compound hunters, mm -hmm. uh, who have been there before, and uh, they were telling us about uh, the place. And uh, uh, therefore we, 
we chose this place. So they had they had good reviews to say about this particular outfitter. Now I'm guessing this is like a um, who, who did you go? Did you go through like one of those like bow hunting um, like consulting companies, or no, did you just con- is, contact uh, them directly? Private, uh, this is private land. Uh, <clears throat> private. Um, this is uh, uh, what? How do you say it? Uh, private. Uh, private property or private. Uh, private um, property and. Okay. Uh, and they have some uh, some kind of uh, uh, bow hunting lodge. Okay. In the video, you can see it, it looks like a castle, but actually, yeah. it's uh, it's a monastery. It's an old oh. uh, non non monastery. Oh, okay. Very so, cool. A lot of history. I'm, I'm guessing it's I'm family, guessing it's pretty old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The family bought it uh, maybe thirty years ago. So. And they now are they? Three, no, go ahead. Three, Three brothers uh, running this place. Are they uh, strictly uh, bow hunting, or do they do other kinds of like rifle and all it's that kind only, of stuff too? Only bow hunting, and uh, that was uh, one of the reasons we, we chose this place. So, th- so they know your you know particular bow hunters' needs, and and also, did they cater to all kinds, or just traditional, or, or compound, or? Oh, it's uh, all kinds of bows. <clears throat> all uh, kinds. Both. Compound and uh, and traditional, <clears throat> but it's 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 not so often they have traditional bows uh, visiting. Oh, okay, okay. So, so you so it, yeah, it it sounds like it's um, mostly mostly <clears throat> compound bows. Mostly compound bows, and all three is, guys. Took it is a little bit challenging to to spot and stalk uh, from the ground with a traditional bow. You know everything about that. Absolutely. <laughs> so, oh yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> so, how long did it take you guys to plan this trip? Once you decided that you wanted to go here, and you you contacted them and said, "Okay, hey, you know, this is pretty good." How, how many months in advance, you know, and and what do you need to do to prepare to get yourselves and your 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 weapons and everything else and your gear over to Spain? <clears throat> it was um, uh, through through another friend uh, who have been there before. Uh, uh, he he was doing the contact uh, with, okay. with the folks in Spain. And uh, then he was uh, he, he he was talking to us about uh, the license and uh, uh, different registration uh, registrations. Right. Yep. So, what kind of license do you need to do this? Once once you uh, once you decide to do it, you obviously have to you you book through these people. Do do they handle yeah. all that kind of stuff, or do you have to yeah. go yourself through I don't know what what website or through was, whatever uh, officials in Spain. I needed uh, the Danish hunting license, and uh, then I needed the uh, Spanish hunting license. Okay. The, they was doing that for us, so 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 we only need to to uh, take a copy of our passport and uh, and send it to them, and and our Danish hunting license, uh, make a copy of that. And, send and it to- that's just to prove that you already have one and you know how to hunt and you've been through, yeah. you know, safety yeah. and all kind of that, that kind of stuff. Is that what that's for? Exactly. exactly. Okay. And then, so you get, a, you get a Spanish hunting license. Is that for a certain number of days? How long is that good for? And then do you have to buy particular tags yeah. for each particular species? No, no tags. Uh, it, was, um, it was the uh, daily rate. Uh, we were... We, we was paying a daily rate of uh, two hundred and fifty euros. Oh wow! For one day. Jeez. Uh, hunting and and it was not only hunting; it was uh, also the uh, as a living living at the monastery and and with the food with with all the foods and. Oh okay okay so that's that's pretty. That's it was not, all that's pretty reasonable. Yeah all okay. That's pretty reasonable, so, and so then so all you to, had to do is get yourself there. Like, did you fly there or, or, or drive, or what did you do? We was flying to to Madrid, and uh, and we was being picked up in the airport. It, it was about uh, two <clears throat> two hours drive from uh, Madrid. Okay, that's not bad at all. Did no. you um, did you guys have to do anything special with your bows when you were when you were transporting them? Because over here, sometimes you hear. You hear stories of people that travel with their bows, and if you if you come across for, if there's like an airline employee that handles your luggage, that kind of stuff that maybe isn't into hunting or is very hunter friendly, they've had their stuff messed with. What did yeah. you guys do precaution wise to make sure like nobody nobody messed with your stuff? You didn't you know quote unquote accidentally lose arrows and, and broadheads and things like that. <laughs> you know did, did any of that come up or? 
No, with me, we didn't have any problems. Uh, okay. We have uh, packed it in some uh, some uh, big uh, big plastic boxes. Uh, okay. Designed designed for hunting gear. Oh, okay, okay. So just yep. Okay. And it, it was uh, there wasn't any problem with that. And you just check it like normal luggage. Yeah, because uh, the bow and arrow is not a weapon. In in mostly the most European countries, uh, mm-hmm. the bow and arrow is not a weapon. It's a it's a sporting goods. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I, I hope they don't watch your videos then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they uh, change some rules. <laughs> but, but according to Danish laws, the it is uh, sporting uh, sports equipment outdoor sports equipment i got gotcha. you yeah even though we, we we are hunting with it it is still sports sports equipment so got it got it so you guys then you know you, you land in um oh, we didn't even say, say the timeline what, what what week did you guys you went in october right yeah it was uh, october the 24th <laughs> and the hunt uh, our first hunt was uh, october 25th Okay. So and how how many we days? Had, uh, we had five days. Five days there. Okay. Yeah. And then when so you get there, you move into this you know beautiful old monastery castle, whatever. Yeah. I'm sure the scenery is gorgeous. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I, I I've seen the video, and and the, the landscape is beautiful. Rolling hills, lots of it's. I don't know what kind of trees those are. They look like I don't know, like some yeah. some smaller actually, oaks, olive trees. Yeah. I'm not sure yeah, actually, what they, they are. They, they are some uh, funny kind of of oak. Because they don't have the the leaves like a regular the regular oak tree, mm-hmm. they, they 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 almost have leaves <clears throat> like uh, like uh, uh, those uh, small green uh, what olive olive trees. Uh, that, yeah, that, that's what they kind of look like. And then I think yeah. you were talking about the acorns that were dropping, and they look like yeah. kind of longer. They look they look like little mini eggplant looking acorns. Is that right? They were kind of yeah. They are acorns and they are oak trees, but they're yeah. a different kind of oak that yeah. uh, that we have in Denmark. And it seems like everything was eating them because you were you know you, you had you had wild wild pigs over there. Um, eating you, it like crazy. Yeah. So do they do they then put you up with um, do they set you up with an individual guide or do they say hey. You know, here's where you know no, you're going to be hunting. It was uh, mm-hmm. it was uh, by our choosing because uh, I was uh, I was choosing a guide the first day. Yep. Um, as uh, as I displayed in the video, uh, and, <clears throat> but that was only because uh, just to to maybe learn learn how to move in in this landscape. Okay. So so the next four days are. are it was on my own hand. Okay, so at first they kind of show you around the landscape, familiarize yourself a little bit, say here's you know whatever, and then say have at it. Now, were you free to roam around, or like did each each one of you guys have your own little section that you were hunt, hunting in? Yeah, it was uh, it was about uh, fifteen hundred hectares uh, yep. this area, and uh, we we got about uh, five hundred each. Okay. Okay. So, so, so and it was. It was uh, lined up in in some some areas, and then uh, maybe for example, uh, today I'm gonna hunt number two, and and tomorrow maybe I'm gonna hunt number two again, but from the other end. Uh, okay. Or, or the day after that, maybe I'm gonna hunt number four. I gotcha. So, so I it gotcha. was uh, it was lined up in in different uh, different areas. Okay. So, tell me then, what's on the menu? You obviously went out of state to hunt something that you couldn't hunt back home. So, yeah. what what are you guys after? Tell me about these animals. Yeah, <clears throat> we was um, hunting for the red deer and uh, and the mufflons, uh, primarily. And uh, and <clears throat> we knew they had they have these uh, wild pigs, and uh, of course we will hunt them if we got the chance. Yep. But it was primarily the the red deer and the, and the mufflons, especially the mufflons, uh, because we don't have the mufflons in Denmark. Right, and the mufflon is a species of sheep. If for yeah, for those that don't know, that's right? A, that's a, a sheep, yes. And uh, and the male has these uh, ram uh, ram horns. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> what, right. What the name is? 
in English, but uh, no, that that's yep, that that's exactly it. They've got you know horns just like any kind of sheep that we have here, probably. So, yeah. um, how how big are these compared to to sheep? You know, I I, I don't know. I I'm I'm not very good with um. Again, I can't really compare them because I haven't yeah. seen any any other. But uh, I think I think they are they are pretty big. Uh, the one I shot was uh, about fifty to seventy kilos. Okay, so that's close to one hundred and thirty pounds, probably yeah, over here, probably. Okay, like yeah, something like that. That's that's a pretty decent size. Yeah. And uh, I, I saw they had. You didn't end up shooting one, but I saw that you were chasing after, or you were kind of snock, stocking up on that one uh, wild boar as well. That looked yeah. like a pretty big size size boar as well. Yeah, it was a nice one. Yeah, those. Are... <laughs> Unfortunately, I couldn't be able to to make that shot because uh, he was. He wouldn't stand still, and uh, they never stand still. I, have I know. Some, <laughs> have some branches and some leaves uh, in front of me to cover me, and uh, on the video it it actually looks like uh, it is pretty easy for me just to take that shot, but uh, it isn't in real life. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, from the video, you had kind of like one last little, I guess, little small tree or shrubbery or whatever that you were behind, and it was pretty empty space then between you know from then on in i think you were a little bit too far and it you know it and it just kind of walked off kind of turned turned you know and and walked away from you so you know that was pretty uh that was pretty interesting so um what's the first animal that you were going to chase then was it the mouflon or was it the red deer it was uh i was actually chasing a mouflon first but when i was with the guy at ivanda and uh, and we was uh, running into a small group of mouflons uh, on our stock, and uh, but uh, and there was not so much wind, so and I was uh, I was covered by some some trees, and I was getting ready, and uh, Ivan had the camera running, but uh, but uh, the wind was uh, swirling around, mm-hmm. so so. So they was never getting free, uh, uh, so, so I can get a shot. So, but uh, about an hour after that, uh, we we ran into this pick, and uh, okay, it was a little, a little bit better situation, but uh, it didn't play out. <laughs> it didn't play out. So are are these? Are these animals, are they still as spooky as, you know, like a common deer species, like back home that gets hunted a lot? Do these, do these get hunted a lot? So, I mean, do they know what a human scent is? And to them, is that like immediate danger or are they just, they're a little more tolerant? How, how do they react? Oh, they, they are gone. They're gone. They're gone, huh? Yeah. They're gone. But, they're like, enough, but, enough of this. But I will say the, the red deer, they are, they are more difficult than the ram. Okay. Yeah, it seems like know. any deer species. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why, but but uh, the red deer is, uh, <laughs> is the, the, because I was bumping into some red deer uh, several times, uh, and uh, I haven't really filmed any of them uh, because because uh, <laughs> I, c- I couldn't film them because uh, when, they're gone too when quick. I was getting ready with the camera. They were gone. They were gone. Yeah. Are they are they more spooky than uh, the roe deer back home? I think, I think the red there is more, more yeah. Cool. Yeah, it it it's crazy how like no matter it seems like anywhere in the world almost right. It seems like like deer species are more sensitive to to kind of smell than a lot of others. Like even here, I I've never hunted sheep for example, but I hear the same thing. Like you know, sheep can smell you here apparently, but you know, and and they let you get like pretty close. You know, if if you can get to where they are in that country. It seems like, you know, people have success with them, but, you know, a deer, you know, can smell you from, you know, two, three hundred yards across, across the field and, and they're gone, you know, it's just, it's just the way it is. Yeah. So how did the, uh, so how did you start first approaching, um, the, the, the one mouflon that you did and end up shooting? Uh, yeah. walk me through that. I was actually shooting two mouflons, uh, but I didn't have some, uh, any, any video footage of the, of the second one. Oh, the second one. Yep. The second, the, the second one was a little, uh, a little smaller than the first one. Okay. So, but um, the one I, I was shooting in the video, the one uh, which was moving uh, <laughs> on the shot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, it was uh, as, as, 
as I was telling in the video, uh, um, uh, in the morning we was uh, trying to climb the mountain mm -hmm. and um, and trying to hunt these passes uh, up on the plateaus. Okay. And uh, uh, because the because the the game was uh, moving up the mountain uh, in, right. the morning, in the morning. Okay. So uh, and. Uh, uh, and and plus, sorry, I don't want to interrupt you. And plus, probably when you know in the morning when the sun comes out, those thermals you know, it's heating up the side of that mountain, right? So yeah. the air is probably rising. So you want to be just like elk hunting here, I guess. You yeah. know, so you want to be kind of up high, and yes. then those animals are probably exactly. moving. So you want to be in position, you know, ahead of them, kind of thing. What yes. what day was this, by the way? Uh, the day I shot this one was uh, October twenty eighth. So that would be day three. No, yeah. day three. Okay, day three. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yep. So you're up. You're up on top. Yeah, I'm up on top, and um, and there is uh, some uh, big rocks. I got the uh, one big rock uh, to my left side, and a uh, big rock on to my right side, and uh, actually there was a rock behind me too. Mm -hmm. So it was uh, actually some some kind of a natural blind uh, with some big rocks. Uh, uh, maybe st uh, maybe rocks was uh, two meters high or so, and I was sitting between these rocks uh, in the morning, mm -hmm. and then this ram was uh, was coming out on the uh, on, underneath this uh, big uh, oak tree, as you can see in the video, and uh, he don't know anything. He, he he's just uh, eating the the acorns. Uh, out on the underneath this tree. Yeah, very I, relaxed. I have, uh, I have uh, 30 meters uh, to the tree, and there was another rock uh, within 20 meters. So um, I didn't measure the the ram because I knew he was uh, in between the the 30 meter and the 20 meter. So right. So I figured he was about 20 uh, 25 meters. Yep. And uh, I practiced this shot uh, many times, and I knew I could hit. At uh, 25 meters, I knew because it was they, they told you, right? They said, "Sorry, they told you before." They said, "Hey, you know, you're probably going to be taking some longer shots, um, so before you come on the strip, practice, yeah, you know, yeah. 25, 30, something <laughs> like that." So you were well prepared for for that kind of shot. Some other guys I, I I've talked to have been uh, been on this location, and uh, and they have told us that uh, we need to practice on the longer shots mm -hmm. uh, because it is pretty difficult to to get. So close from the ground, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, like uh, 15 meters. It's it's almost impossible. Mm -hmm. Of course, it can be done if the situation playing out right, 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 in a certain way. Of course, and and especially, I'm I'm just kind of setting up the scene here, and, and especially on a, on an animal where they probably don't duck the string, you know, move at the shot kind of thing like a deer would. So you're thinking, okay, a longer shot as long as it, exactly. I, you know they're not moving. I've practiced this 25 yards. I should be good. Yeah. And then and then what happens? And I don't have any experience with uh, <laughs> this kind of animal. <laughs> yeah. So, so so I'm 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 looking at the spot and uh, I'm gonna draw back and I'm I'm pulling I'm I'm pulling the string and uh, and I'm letting go and. Uh, it felt like a good shot, mm -hmm. but I was I was thinking, oh shit, because <laughs> that ram was was uh, start running. Yeah, even even before the the arrow was half the way out there. Yeah, it's a, it's amazing. Uh, you and I talked about this before. And you said that completely took you by surprise. And, you know, for those, you know, that are listening, go watch the video. Absolutely go watch this video. But, you know, you actually, I think, put a, um, like a red dot on your video, kind of showing where your arrow was supposed to hit. Yeah, and it was a white, white dot. Where oh, I white, was okay. Yeah. Actually, yep. where I was looking. Yeah. And then the arrow does get there, but this exactly. ram turns around. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Of course, I was happy about the shot after mm -hmm. when, yeah. when I was right. cool. And when I was able to to watch the video and and place the white dot uh, on the ram, yeah. and I could see the arrow was uh, striking the white dot, uh, of course I was happy about that because I knew yeah you made a good I shot. I was making a good shot, but uh, yeah, <clears throat> it doesn't help when the ram uh, won't stand still. 
Right. So, so where did but, you end uh, up hitting? Uh, where, where did you end up hitting the ram? Uh, I don't know what you call it. Uh, uh, maybe uh, the ham. To to call okay. it the ham. Uh, yep, the ham. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I I had uh, one of these um, two blade grizzly stick uh, samurai. Okay. The broadhead, two hundred grains uh, on it, and um, it was bleeding out within uh, one hundred and fifty meters. Uh, but I didn't dare to 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 track him myself because uh, right. uh, out of experience, it's not a good idea to go on the track on on a hit like that. Yeah, you probably got an artery, but yeah. um, you don't uh, know that at the time. Sure. You think you think oh. maybe I got it just in the leg or maybe in in the, in the intestines or something. So, so then I what do you do? You kind of back off a little bit and, and wait. I didn't think we was gonna find that one. Yeah. You know, to be honest. I didn't think we was gonna find that at that time, mm-hmm. but uh, but luckily they find it, <laughs> they found it. So uh, how long how long did it take for them to find that? Um, it was uh, this was uh, about uh, Spain ti- time, European time. It was about uh, ten mm-hmm. uh, ten a.m. in the morning. Yep. And uh, and I was uh, continuing hunting after this shot, and mm-hmm. I was just uh, calling it uh, calling it in. We we had a, an app on the phone to uh, to 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 report uh, a shot. Okay. The shot. So so I was reporting it, and uh, then I was uh, continuing hunting. And uh, about uh, two o'clock uh, p.m. Uh, after uh, after mm-hmm. lunchtime, yep, two o'clock. Um, I was. Uh, uh, they haven't tracked it yet, uh, because we was uh, we uh, we was back home uh, at the monastery to uh, to eat. Uh, two o'clock, mm-hmm. and then I was telling the story, and I had my camera with me, and uh, we was uh, uh, um, uh, connecting it to the to the television, so we could. Could see this shot on the big screen. Yep. Uh, and I was uh, showing it to the Spanish uh, Spanish guys, uh, Ivan and uh, Gonzalo, and uh, and they were telling me that uh, <laughs> and they, they they actually have have seen shots like that before, and uh, and there was a good chance he was he was out there because okay. uh, uh, there's a lot of uh, veins, uh, blood veins in mm-hmm. the, in the ham. Yep. <clears throat> so. But I didn't really believe it. So, but uh, uh, about four o'clock, we was uh, uh, out hunting again, and uh, this time I was at a, at a tree stand. And uh, while I was hunting from that tree stand, they was uh, driving out to that mountain and and was tracking my ram. And uh, and within half an hour. Uh, I got that message, uh, this message on the phone, that they that they have found it and they have even uh, taken a picture of it. So awesome! It. And uh, they told me that he had he had ran uh, 150 meters. That's it. Huh? Probably on a dead run and then and then yeah. collapsed. So, wow. Yeah. So you did get you did get one of those those big arteries or veins or something like that yeah. and just kind of bled out. But I mean, it, yeah, yeah. You, you never know. I mean, everything everything we do, you know, as far as like we're told. You know, if you make a shot, you know, toward the back, you you give it at least six eight hours. You know, like if you think you hit it in the in the, in the stomach or whatever, or guts or whatever. So, um, so so that so that worked. So you were pretty happy then. You got the text yeah, saying, yeah. "Hey, you got the picture. We got your RAM and stuff." And then, you know, and then what do they do? Do they bring it back for you and and field dress it and and skin it out, or yeah. who who takes care they of had, all that? They had some uh, some staff uh, mm-hmm. at the place, uh, to to take care of all of that. So mm-hmm. so. So we didn't need to to get blood on on our hands. Yeah, right. Do you um do you so how, how do you guys eat the meat there or do you take it back or what do you what do you do? Oh no no they are they they are selling the meat. Oh really? Yeah, they are selling the meat and uh, and then we are we are we can order the the head of course. Uh, right right. You you get you can get uh, keep the trophy. Yeah, I have uh, I have ordered a, a shoulder mount. Uh, oh, cool! And uh, and the uh, skull mount on the on the smaller one. Awesome. Yeah. 
So that's crazy. So so they don't even they don't even like let you keep the meat or like you they have to sell it or No, that's uh, that's the procedure on this Really? Place. Yeah. Huh. That's crazy. So then so you get to pay. No, we, we, we are not, uh, <laughs> we are not. And, then, and and then they get to sell the meat too so they yeah, get paid twice. Yeah. That's uh, that's uh, the, that is uh, trophy hunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is only trophy hunting, and uh, we we are, we are hunting this because uh, we we would like to hunt another place than we are used to, and uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's not because of the meat. But right, right. Uh, yeah. when I'm hunting back home, it's it's a whole different story. And uh, oh yeah, yeah. Then and, it's, and, and, it's and, for the meat because all the deer here is mine. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and anybody that watches your channel, they'll see that you you do some like, you know, you show the. I think you've even done like some some cooking and stuff like that too, or or at least showing the the, the butchering and and things like that. So, um, yeah, that that that's an interesting take. Is it just this place that does that, or is it all of Spain that's that's? Um, I think uh, I think it's common in uh, in Europe, uh, in, in in places like this. Really? Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. It's, it's, okay. It's actually the same uh, here in Denmark. Some places, uh, if you're buying, uh, uh, you know, we have the the box season in uh, in May. Mm-hmm. Uh, our box season is in May. Uh, the the robot. Yep. And uh, <clears throat> and there is some uh, some big farms uh, where you can rent uh, the hunt uh, mm-hmm. for, for one buck maybe. And if you're shooting that buck, uh, you only get the head. Really? Yeah. Oh man. So maybe you can buy the meat. You can buy the meat maybe for, for, uh, for a certain like, like a discounted price or something yeah. or yeah yeah okay. As a interesting. Kilo. Very very interesting. Yeah. Huh. So, so that's uh, that that's common in Europe, and it works like this. But, wow. But, uh, but but when people hunting the their private lands as there. Or their own land, or the the hunt, uh, the hunting land, uh, uh, where they have uh, paid for the uh, for renting the hunt uh, farmland. Mm-hmm. Then the deer is their own. Right, right. The deer, the deer belong to the the landowner, basically, kind of thing, right? Yeah. But the if, you have, to, yeah. if you have rented the land for hunting, mm-hmm. then the deer is yours. Got it. Got it. Okay. So, okay. So going back to your hunt then. So you, um, you guys get back and, uh, this is the end of day three. You've got your, you've got your first animal down and then, and then what do you do? What's, what's next after that? Actually, actually I shot the the, the second one the same day. Oh, you did. So, so this is the one that's not on camera, right? No, no. And approximately, approximately half an hour after I have, I have received the message. Okay. that they have found the first one, uh, I actually shot uh, the second one. Okay. But that was uh, from a tree stand. Right. And uh, and it was with the uh, uh, with the hay in in his mouth to, because it's, le- <laughs> it's it's legal in Spain to to hunt over bait and mm-hmm. uh, and this tree stand had uh, they have uh, thrown some hay. hay okay. On. And uh, so, but I but I didn't record that shot so. And it was a little bit smaller. The first one was uh, was uh, seven years old. Oh wow! They told me, and uh, the second one was uh, under five. Okay. Do they have um, Do they have an age limit or size limit for what you're allowed to shoot? No, uh, it's uh, <clears throat> it depends on how much you're gonna pay uh, because. <laughs> Because we, because we are not done paying. Uh, uh, the my ram was uh, uh, was having a price too. Uh, oh right. Rams. Uh, I said, and, uh, the smaller ram was uh, five hundred euros, and uh, and the the big one was seven hundred fifty euros. Oh wow. Okay. And uh, you don't have to keep the meat. Wow. Okay. Interesting. So, so you need to. You need to 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 save your money to go on a trip like this. Yeah, but I mean, how how long? I mean, how many? I mean, this is like the the first trip you've done like this. You said, yeah. right? I mean, is is this something you think you're going to keep doing again and again, or no? Or is no, this... I can't. 
I can't do this every year. Uh, right. Because, uh, it's it's pretty expensive. Yeah. Okay. So you shoot your second. Um, you shoot your second. Um, uh, sheep. And how how does this shot go? Is it a, is it a it's a quicker it's track a, job or? It's a little. It's a little too high. Uh, on the but it's not so so bad because I was uh, I was in a tree stand mm-hmm. so, so uh, it 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 impacted a little too high and uh, and was getting out in the middle of the animal oh the far the side yep so and how how long did this one go it uh, it it was going pretty long and actually we was uh, we was uh, recovering uh, the day after oh okay. Because it was at the evening, right? Because yeah, you shot it at the uh, at the end of the day, the previous day, yeah. and then so you get you get that one, okay. And then um, your friends are having luck at this point too, right? Didn't your friend shoot a um, yeah uh, a red deer as well? Or Thomas uh, Thomas, uh, Thomas was uh, was shooting a mufflon too, okay. Uh, he uh, he was a as a bronze a metal a mufflon. Okay. The video, uh, the one in the video, with the, he is hitting a, a twig or, or a branch. Uh, so yes. So the arrow it deflects. Is yep. It deflects a little bit, and he was uh, actually impacting a little too high on that ramp. Mm-hmm. So so they have some difficulties uh, finding it. Yeah. And actually, they they was first uh, they was uh, recovering it after we was uh, left. The place yeah i think you say that in the video at least you put yeah. you put some uh, some some text in there saying um after yeah. you guys got back home i think they they let you guys know that say hey we found yeah. it right yeah. yeah okay and then um so how many people shot deer and uh, deer? and martin was uh, was killing this uh, uh, this red stack okay uh, at the end of the video um that was a rep uh, what? Uh, how do you say it? Representative uh, size. A, a good representative yeah, size yeah. of what, what? What the animal that? Is, okay, yeah. What do they yeah. say? Representative of the species or whatever for the area. So, so he shot a pretty, pretty nice, pretty nice deer for for the yeah, area then. Three, three years old or something like that. Three or four. Yeah, years. yeah. Those are beautiful animals. Um, you it's know, I think. One. Yeah, I think a lot of people. It, probably know what it is, but I mean, because they've looked it up. Because hunters listen to the show, obviously. But you know, it's kind of like a smaller elk, almost. Uh, you know, these, these, these red deer. It's, it's uh, maybe it's uh, in in family with the elk. Uh, yeah. Some, somehow. I think. I, I think so. Throughout, yeah, going back yeah. thousands and thousands of years. Yeah, absolutely. They're they're beautiful animals, though. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful animals. So when you guys. Um, so, so they handle all the trophy shipping and all that kind of stuff, and then you guys are done at the, uh, you know, at, at the end of this. And I mean, did did you consider this a, a successful trip? I mean, did did you get what? Well, of course, successful. Yeah. But did you get what you wanted out of this trip? Was it everything that you thought it would be? It was. Uh, it was a very good trip, and uh, and I, I was prepared uh, prepared for the price also. And, right. Uh, of course, I was not prepared for the for the ram to move. But at the end, it was uh, it was a good trip, and uh, I'm pretty happy about it. And and of course, I will go uh, to this place again. Uh, that's for sure. But uh, for the next year, uh, next year I'm going I'm going to Greenland actually. Oh, you are. Yeah. What are you gonna do there? Uh, hunting uh, hunting reindeer. Or, uh, Maybe you'll call it the caribou. Or caribou reindeer, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, but awesome. I, uh, but I, I, I have to to use my compound bow uh, because uh, in Greenland it's it's not legal to to use mm-hmm. traditional gear. Yeah, and um, j- just a little aside here for again people listening, go back and listen to the first podcast you did with uh, with Steve, and you go through pretty detail about certain certain deer, at least at least in Denmark, and I'm sure in other parts of Europe too, where they yeah. let you hunt with you know a compound because it has to have so many like do they, do they measure it in joules or kinetic energy yeah. or, or what do they do? They have to have certain amount of you know energy. Yeah. For you to legally take an animal, at least at least in their eyes, because you know hunting to them with a traditional bow, 
isn't you know fast enough whatever and they, they don't really see the lethality that we know is there with like a heavier arrow even though it's slower kind of thing so definitely go check that out because that's pretty interesting that what, what you were what you guys are talking about how you know you can shoot one deer with you know or one certain species with a compound but then you only you can only shoot let's say like the like the roe deer i believe with 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 a, um, a recurve and yeah. uh, and and the tests tests that you have to do you have a video on that too right the, the bow hunter test in yeah. uh yeah. yeah, pretty neat. Pretty, pretty controversial. I think when that one came out, there was uh, one of the one of the Facebook groups, uh, maybe even Steve put it up, and he said, you know, there was a discussion about. Uh, no, it was on the push. It was on the push, and yeah. there was a discussion about um, whether or not you know these uh, tests should be you know imp- um, um, applied here. You know, in the United States, because here everyone's like, you know, freedom, freedom, my freedom, you know, don't can't tell yeah, me what yeah. to do. I don't want government, government interference. But yeah. there's a lot of people and me included that think that, you know, I think there should be some some level of, um, of of accuracy that you need to demonstrate because, you know, we're only shooting our I think personally, you know, you can send all the hate mail if you want. But I think we're shooting ourselves in the foot if we keep making bad shots on animals because yeah. we don't have a level of proficiency that we think we do. You know what I mean? And yeah. I'm going to raise my hand up first. I recently was, was in Florida and I took a really bad shot because I completely fell apart mentally. Um, I got sloppy and I, and, and I wounded, wounded a pig with, with my recurve, you know what I mean? But, um, it, it, it happens. So even when you, when you know, you can make those shots, yeah. bad things can happen, you know, kind of thing. But, um, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that, but it happens, uh, to, it's, it happens to all of us. <clears throat> yeah. When you have yeah. uh, some kind of test, you are also political protected somehow. Yes, that was the other. That was the other point that I found really, yeah. really good because the, the way I think you, you said it, you explained it really good. I think it was the way I understood it. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that because you are doing this level of proficiency, these yeah. anti-hunters and stuff can't come to you and say, "Hey, you're not doing an ethical job," and then you can say, "Hey, hey." Yes, we are, and the government says we are. You know, yeah. is that exactly? Yeah. yeah. So, so we can hate, we can we can hate the test, we can hate the rules, but at the end of the day, it's a good thing we have the rules because right. we are political protected. Yes, I, that's something. Until you said that, I'd never even thought about. You know, and I think that was a really, really good, really, really good point that you made. So, again, some people may disagree, but you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of on board with, because um, I mean, for here, you know, they have um, what they call like urban, urban area hunts. You know, where they have like areas with, you know, like near cities and you know, populated areas where they have like a ton of deer, and these deer are like, you know, hitting cars, and they live in people's backyards and things like that. So they'll have, you know, many cities will do this is they'll have like special hunts. They'll close down like a park or a nature area or something like that near an urban area. And then they'll have like a weekend of like bow hunting. Right. And, and, and it's close to town, but, um, you know, for these hunts, for most places you have to qualify, you have to, you know, have show a certain level of proficiency. You have to, you know, shoot, you know, you know, in, into a, you know, a certain spot or X many arrows into a certain, you know, diameter spot at, you know, X many yards or whatever. So, so they, so they're, they're qualifying you to make sure that you're proficient enough to be able to hunt close to, um, urban areas, because what they don't want is they don't want an arrow stuck in, you know, in the butt of, of some, some deer running in and dying in someone's, you know, yard next to their kid's playground, you know? So that stuff, you know, is around here, you know, already. So I don't know. I, I think there's, there's, there's cons and benefits. People don't want government in their life. I understand, but there's also times when it's like you know we're only we're only i guess furthering our own cause by being by by being better you know as 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 a whole and, and having a better image i think so you know but, and uh, even yeah. though we have uh, these stupid rules about kinetic energy and so mm-hmm. we are we we are happy about the rules uh, anyway because uh, uh, because we are some kind protected, and uh, yes. and when I'm going to Greenland, uh, of course, of course, Greenland is uh, the kingdom of Denmark too. Uh, they are they are independent, uh, okay, but uh, but they are they are still uh, under Denmark. Uh, so you have to so you have to so the, it's the same rules that apply as far as uh, it's, hunting it's, goes. It's not exactly the same rules because 
we don't have uh, any reindeer and muskox, um, mm-hmm. musk uh, right. but uh, they have and 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 uh, they have uh, haven't any any road deer. There is no road deer on uh, on Greenland. So yeah. So so of course they have made the rules. Uh, they have looked at our rules for hunting red deer and fallow deer to make okay. the rules to make the rules in Greenland. For Just an animal of comparable size, probably yeah. right. Yeah. For, okay. Yeah. And uh, and. And then they are coming to the conclusion uh, that uh, it's only compound, uh, compound. Yeah, food. yeah. And, uh, my wife is uh, Greenlandic, so, and uh, she haven't been there in, in maybe twenty-five years or so. Uh, so this was an easy way to convince her to go on another hunting trip for you. <laughs> Actually, it was her. Oh, really? She wanted to, <laughs> she wanted to go visit her home, uh, her, her, her child home. Yeah, and uh, and that we are going through, and uh, and and she had a a grand cousin, I think. Okay. Uh, it, it's called a grand cousin. Uh, sure. Lives yep. up there, and uh, he's gonna take me hunting. Awesome. So that's so cool. Then I'm gonna try to shoot a red deer. No, 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 not a red deer. A reindeer. Reindeer. Yep. Caribou. When, when are you doing this trip? Uh, it's first uh, in August. Oh, okay. Uh, the reindeer uh, season is uh, starting uh, August the first, I think. And uh, now, do they do they have a migration like caribou here? Because I think people that hunt caribou, I don't hunt caribou, but from what I understand, there's you know there's there's migrations that happen in certain months. I think months they have a whatever, migration. You know? but, uh, I don't think the migration is is at this time. Uh, oh, okay. I was just uh, asking. Uh, 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 my wife's uh, uh, grand cousin, and uh, he he was telling me that uh, the opportunity was the best, uh, uh, the opportunity for the for the biggest uh, caribou's mm-hmm. is at the start of the season, according to him. Okay. So, <clears throat> so I I took him on the word, and uh, and I uh, I'm planning to. To got a lot of uh, mosquito nets with me because uh, oh it's, yeah, Oof. in August there's a lot of mosquitoes. They say yeah, yeah. Good luck with that. I I, I hate those things. <laughs> me God, too. they're terrible. <laughs> I like winter, but um, <laughs> speaking speaking of uh, setups, um, what what bow? Let's do two ways. What bow do you normally shoot? And is this the bow that you took to to Spain? And let's just talk about what setup you took as far as your bow, yeah. arrow, you know, arrow weight, broadhead, that kind of thing. Um, like every other hunter, I have several bows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, of course, I have. And uh, and there was a time uh, when I was changing the bow, uh, buying a new one all the time because uh, when I get the... When I was uh, uh, shooting this bow, and uh, then I couldn't hit anything, and uh, then I'm buying another one. And uh, but today I'm, I still have all the bows, and uh, I'm still yeah. shooting, and I'm still <laughs> shooting all the bows. How Actually, many bows do you have? I I'm, I maybe have twenty bows or so. Oh wow. Yeah, because uh, almost also, every video I, I see you shoot something else. I mean, you had something with the grizzly recently. You've got yeah. a black tail. You got a black widow. I think you've got. Yeah. I don't know. I lose track. And, and I have a botnik bows, uh, the German bows, and uh, yeah. I have some horse bows, and uh, I have a horn bow. Uh, one of these with the original uh, horn on the on the belly, and oh, very cool. The sinew on the uh, the sinew on the on the back. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have uh, several bows. Actually, I have uh, the the small uh, grizzly, uh, the, the small super magnum forty eight. Yep. yep. And I got a botnik bow, uh, fifty two inches uh, Kiowa bow. And uh, I got a super Kodiak black phenolic. Okay. Those are pretty. Yeah, they are yeah. super Kodiak black phenolic, and uh, I got the Blacktail Sitka uh, uh, 60, uh, 56 inch, and I got the Colombian longbow from Blacktail also, mm-hmm. and I got a Samic longbow, uh, 68 inches longbow, 
Han har godt af Falco uh, Force, uh, 64 inches longbow, <coughs> and I have uh, built several bows myself. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I got a lot of bows. You got a lot of bows. So which one did you take with you to Spain? Uh, oh, I didn't mention that one. And that was, uh, that's a Botnik uh, Mohawk. Okay. That's a Mohawk uh, takedown. Uh, 62 inches recurve. And uh, uh, you know, do you normally shoot longbows? No, you shoot no, both. It's, it's it's mostly recurve, but uh, mostly, okay. I have the license uh, for all three bow uh, bow types, uh, both the compound and the longbow and the uh, recurve. Oh, that's right, because they they don't they differentiate, don't they? Yeah, with yeah. longbow and recurve, that that's yeah. also kind of crazy. Yeah. But okay, so you so you took the you took the Bodnik and uh, what yep. what kind of poundage? Uh, 50, 55 pound at uh, 28, and okay. uh, I'm pulling, uh, pulling about uh, 27. Okay. Uh, so, uh, so maybe it's about uh, 53 uh, pounds or so. Okay. Uh, and uh, what's your arrow setup? I was uh, shooting the Grizzly Stick Momentum Black mm-hmm. uh, with the 100 grain insert and the 200 grain uh, Grizzly Stick Samurai. So it was about, and uh, I had the lightning knock on it, so it was about 600 grains. About like 600 that. grains. Is yeah. that samurai, is that a wider, is that a wider cut? Or am I thinking the silver it's, flame? Uh, it's or? about uh, one, one eight, I think. Oh, okay. All right. No more than that. Okay. It's, it's not one of the big, like, inch scary, and a half, two inch ones. Yeah. It's a scary oh, yeah. But uh, it... And maybe a tree blade uh, would have done the, the, done the job uh, just as good because mm-hmm. uh, when it was uh, a hit in the in the ham, yeah, it was uh, preferable to to have a white uh, cut. So if this uh, if this uh, two blade had uh, turned the other way, maybe yeah. I. I, I I couldn't have recovered uh, this Yeah, one. if it had turned 90 degrees maybe and it yeah. and it went parallel to the uh, we to never the know. Harder. Yeah, never know. you don't know. Yeah. Now, back home you have to shoot three blades, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and I think you were kind of bitter about that last time I <laughs> Yeah, it's a little bit stupid, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's because that's because we uh, I think it's because in Denmark we have uh, we have small uh, small amount of spaces to hunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a typical uh, private land. Yeah. And, uh, like my own private land, uh, like this is uh, it's uh, ten or fifteen acres. Yeah. Uh, my own, and uh, if I'm gonna shoot a deer, and the deer is running to the neighbor, mm-hmm. the deer is the neighbor's. Oh really? You can't recover it? No. I can't no even I can't even set foot on the neighbor's land. Really? Even if you have permission? Of course, if I have uh, permission. I can oh, okay, do. okay. But you don't have any right to oh. to to so, get the. So, yeah. uh, so, 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 I think we are we are offering uh, or, or sacrificing, sacrificing a little bit penetration mm-hmm. to 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 make a bigger hole. To make a bigger blood trail. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, to to prevent uh, it it from. Uh, from uh, running too long. Yeah, just to keep it on your property so you don't yeah, have to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Well, Peter, that's awesome. So, okay, so you're gonna go to you're gonna go to Greenland. Do you have any other? Do you have any interest in um, in hunting anywhere else? Do you ever want to come to the United States at all? Does that interest yeah, you for course. any animals over here? Wanna, yeah, it's on my list. What would you want to chase here? Whitetail. Whitetail? <laughs> really? You shoot lots I'm, of deer. Uh, I, I, I would, I would, I would have thought that you would have said something, you know, something different that you don't get to shoot, you know, over there. But uh, oh man, because because they're very, very similar. It sounds like you and I yeah, have talked we don't before. have any whitetail because, uh, uh, but uh, I think they are very similar. And uh, of course, I want to hunt the whitetail because it, also because it is similar. So yeah. so so maybe I'm feeling at home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah. know how they behave and how to hunt yeah, them and. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, interesting. I, I would like to to shoot a buck with the with the white the, the white tail horns. Yep. Uh, yeah. Cool. Well, we 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 should make that happen. Except I'm I'm the wrong <laughs> guy to do it because I never shoot anything, Peter. But <laughs> I'm sure when you come over here, you'll be successful. <laughs> 
Well, we're we going almost an hour here, Peter. Is there anything else uh, you want to talk about on on the strip at all, or uh, should we start wrapping it up? Oh, I'm I'm, I'm pretty happy about this uh, conversation. Okay. So, uh, if you don't have anything else to to uh, to ask me, so so we can no. I, I would definitely say to everybody, first of all, go subscribe to your channel. You just passed a thousand subscribers a little recently, I believe. So that's you know uh, very cool. Actually, actually, it's uh, running pre pretty quick uh, right now uh, because I. I'm already at seventeen hundred. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, congratulations! So, so, so I actually got uh, seven hundred in in two months. No kidding. Yeah, and I was wow. uh, using I was using almost two years uh, to to get the thousand. Yeah. And when I was getting the thousand, it only took uh, two months to get seven hundred more. It's amazing how that goes, you know. Just maybe, uh, it maybe, goes exponentially. Maybe. I don't know if uh, YouTube is helping me uh, some kind. I, I don't know uh, because it was uh, uh, when I was reaching the, t the thousand, it was uh, running more fast. I don't know why. Yeah, no, I, I don't, I, I don't claim to understand any of those those oh. uh, algorithms and stuff. You know, it's just. Thanks. I, I just it, like it, you. I just try to put out stuff, and and hopefully people yeah. listen and watch, and you know, just kind of, kind of go from there. So, so guys, definitely go check out Peter. Um, what's what's the name? Tell them the name of your channel, and tell them how they can get out. You know, find your is, stuff on uh, Instagram. The name is my own name, uh, Peter Yulskar, uh, or maybe you'll call it Yulskart. And uh, I don't know. It it, it it is uh, Peter and uh, J U U L S G A A R D like that. Yep, it's uh, the way to spell it. Yeah, and you've got uh, a lot of videos out there. You've got a lot maybe, of maybe um, maybe make a search on uh, Tales from the Willows, and you'll uh, run into my videos too. Yeah, so what I was going to ask you that what's the difference between those two, the Tales from the Willows and just your normal uh, Peter Yulsgar? What's why the difference in names? The name of the, the channel is is, is Peter Yulsgar. Yeah, and Tales from the Willows is uh, is the name of uh, I don't want to call it the hunting show uh, because oh, it is not, okay, it is not a hunting it's not a hunting show, but uh, my my hunting videos is called Tales from the Willows. I got gotcha. you. Okay. All yep. Of yep. Yeah, you've got lots of stuff on there. You've got you've got your 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 you know roe deer hunts and stuff from uh, um, you know from from back home. You show you know you, you've got a backyard full of it seems like of three D targets. You sh you know you you show yeah. how to how to shoot your various bows. Um, you know there's 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 stuff in there even uh, you know you're shooting rabbits. Uh, there's some in there where I think you even made um, was it did you make a bet with your wife or something like that for every one you miss you have to give her some money or something like that for, <laughs> for the three yeah. D shots. So yeah, you got a lot yeah. of cool stuff. On because, there, of and it's, the, yeah. because of the Danish bow hunting test, and uh, it's it's pretty tr stressing to 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 take that test with a traditional bow. So so this was uh, just an idea to to learn how to control the stress if you if you yeah. need to to pay to un uh, under pressure. To pay, <laughs> to yeah, the, and uh, every time you miss. Uh, and you even have a video about um, about because you're an instructor, and you even yeah. have a video about the uh, uh, the bow hunter test, the Danish yeah. bow hunter test. So yeah, yeah lots oh, lots of awesome course. you know good stuff on there. And you're you're Peter Yulsgar on um, uh, on Instagram, and uh, you know I follow you and I watch your stuff, and um, I mean really really good stuff. And and you know you, you keep saying you know you know you've said before that you don't think your English is that good. I think your English is great, Peter. First of all, I think you did a really good really good job. So I think people understand you just. Fine, um, you know, even on your channel and stuff like I don't that. Think, and it's, and it's I don't very think genuine. I don't think it's the best English in the world, but uh... <laughs> Peter, there's people in this country here that don't speak as good as you do. So, <laughs> oh, is that true? Is that really oh, true? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, uh, there's, 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 there's some interesting dialects here, so <laughs> we won't get into that. So, all right. Well, with that, um, Peter, I want you to stay on the line with me here after we stop recording. But uh, yeah. thank you everybody for uh, for listening. Thank you, Peter, for for coming on. We've been trying to do this, and you're seven hours ahead. So uh, it's been it's been kind of a you know a back and forth just trying to get get our schedules lined up. So I appreciate you doing this on a, on a Sunday. So um, so go check out Peter, and then go check out uh, Bowhunting Soul a YouTube channel. Uh, spread the word about the podcast. Please leave ratings. Ratings are, are really, really uh, important. 
that's how we get found on all the podcatchers and stuff. Um, and you know, Facebook group, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, Instagram and, uh, Peter, thank you for joining me and I will talk to you guys next week. And thanks for the invitation, man. Thank you for being here.